Welcome to Season 5 of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast with Adina, Brian, Chris, and Steve, the biggest sci-fi podcast in the galaxy. The adventure is just beginning here at the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, and we invite you to come aboard the Starship Tangent. We know you'll enjoy the conversation, the laughter, the banner back and forth, and most of all, friends who love hanging out to talk about all things science fiction. Set your phasers to fun. Here we go. It is my pleasure to welcome you to another fun episode of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast. My name's Brian Donahue, and I'll be playing the role of moderator for today's episode. So I expect everyone to be on their best behavior and to follow the rules as we uh, talk about our wish list. Yeah, right. Uh, for Star Trek episodes, we wish they had done sequels to characters we would like to have seen brought back again, or perhaps more often storylines we would have liked to have seen fleshed out a bit more. You guys get the picture. But before we dive into that mumble jumbo, I'd love to invite you to like, share, maybe subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Write us a kind and maybe even spectacular review. It helps us get the podcast in front of more fans who never knew they needed the four of us in their lives at least once a week. Also, make sure to visit the Fantabulous Podcast Network, of which we're a proud part of Trek Geeks at trekgeeks.com. We sure appreciate those guys. Salute to Dan and Bill. We appreciate you, kind sirs. And don't forget to check out all the great podcasts available on the network. They have something for everyone. And now it's my pleasure to introduce yet again my co-hosts, but they're much more than that. They're my good friends, my comrades, my compadres, my fellow sci-fi geeks, members of the band. Uh, you get the idea. Let me breathe for a minute, guys. Everybody say hello to our chief engineer, Adina Mignona. Hello. Hey. Uh, and uh, how about our real-life moderator and counselor, Christian Fox? Hey, hello. buddy. Hello. And our resident retired and all-around nice guy, but he's no red shirt. Stephen Merkin, how you don't, doing? Don't, don't, don't beat me down, please. <laughs> we don't. promise, unless we absolutely have to, pal. Okay. Uh, and I'm Brian Donahue, I guess I'm the captain for this particular voyage. Guys, let's see what's out there in the vast universe that is Star Trek. But before we do that, let's just go around the ring real quick here. How you guys doing? Anything cool, spectacular, awesome going on in your Lunar Logic. People need to look for my book, Lunar Logic. That's going to be out real soon. Yeah. That's the big thing. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. What about it's you, Chris? Cool. It's been good and bad. Good. I um, I saw an article posted from uh, one of the websites we all used to work for about my podcast, and that was great. Aww. But <laughs> the be- not bad news. It's just been weird. My sleep has been kind of messed up lately because of Brazil. Like, I've not been able to stop oh, thinking no. about that movie. The movie Brazil, not the country yeah. Brazil. Not the country. Yes. I love the country. <laughs> but, like, the movie, I don't know. It's just, like, I can't I, I can't put my finger on, like, what I mm. find so unnerving it's, about it. It did its job. Yeah. It did its you job. really think. Yes. Yes. You, need to, you need to go watch Trolls or <laughs> Minions movie or something just silly and the goofy and happy and joyful. I've been Lego watching. Movie. I've been trying to Everything do all the usual awesome. things yeah i don't like the lego movie at all <laughs> oh my good. god i've seen it i've seen it another dozen times in the last two weeks <laughs> oh, good night <laughs> so i have to like listen to awesome. stuff at night. i'd rather watch starship troopers again but anyway oh, oh please oh <laughs> sorry it. you're not sleeping well Stop chris it. i hope it'll like it'll pass i mean the same thing happened with uh apocalypse now when i saw that yeah. two years ago and then there was oh, wow. something else recently that kind of was like messing up my sleep but then i get you know you get through it just takes a couple of weeks a lot of (laughs) a lot of background check at night that always helps but it's it's annoying yes well we hope you get a lot of sleep i i was driving home last week from work and so since i just said you know i'm gonna listen to the soundtrack from subspace rhapsody one more time and it still brings sheer joy to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is just, you, you, it, without even watching it, just listening to the music and the lyrics and how you just, it's still, it's so joyful. It really is. I mean, it's a private conversation. It's a private conversation. This is <laughs> yeah. in front of my, I'm, it just, it's just great. 
It really isn't so, for anyone so well who just oh, just you mean the, listened you to mean the, You mean the Strange yeah. New World sound? Yes. 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 I was like, what movie is he talking about? Subspace. Yeah. I've yeah, just got Star it. Trek. All right, I'm on board yeah. with you now. Okay, yeah, cool. it's just, it's, yeah, I mean, they, you can just listen to it on, there's a YouTube or Spotify, yep, yep. but it's just, it's so joyful. It's so it's so awesome. staid. It's so awesome. It really yeah. is. And I just, I everything think everything awesome. about that movie is awesome. Uh, I mean, TV show. Episode. We're going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? I'll tell you what, for a, a idea for a Star Trek episode, I know we talked about music has been in Star Trek plenty mm-hmm. of times. We have plenty of singing and even dancing in Star Trek. Um, that, that could have bombed severely. It could have ruined oh. strange new worlds for a lot of people. It is, I think, maybe one of the top two popular episodes of, mm-hmm. of both seasons. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. It, it, Here it we are just, talking about it again. Well, it's just, yep. it is super, it's just so joyful. And you're right. They took a real chance, but they wrote great lyrics. They had great music and it just mm-hmm. worked and it really yep. did. And yep. I mean, come on, Korean Klingons. You got to love it. You got to love it. Okay. Yes. So we, we have done a lot on this episode already. Adina has sung everything is possible or whatever. Awesome. Everything, everything is awesome. Is awesome. Uh, you know, um, now for everything like 10 times. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. All right. Somebody mute like her us. microphone while I ask this first question. <laughs> Please do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have one thing to say before yeah, we ahead. begin on this. Before we go begin, ahead. I have one go thing ahead. to say. Yes, sir. Blasphemy. Trek is perfect. Can we go home now? Yep, solved. All right, okay. that's it, everybody. <laughs> See you next time. Big Sci-Fi Podcast. <laughs> but that's All right, not, you the... know, <laughs> Trek might be perfect, but that doesn't mean there can't be more. And what we're doing tonight ah, is we're going to talk about yes. more. Yes. Okay, more I'll go perfection. With that. Let, let, there. Then okay. let's. I, I have lost all go. control of this podcast <laughs> already. So, yeah, I'm going to dive right in here. The first <laughs> question I think we need to ask, guys, we need to get this out of the way so our listeners can understand where we're coming from. Right? We got to build a foundation <laughs> in case listeners haven't watched our fave top ten episodes or or movies of track or whatever you know uh what are your top two series and top two films just give us an idea of your core fandom and remember we're not going into great monologues at this part of this we're just mm-hmm. this is just so people oh. get an idea and uh okay and so state so, without qualification Adina, i'm asking for two only <laughs> of each okay oh. Oh. <laughs> and so what we're gonna do i'm actually gonna start with chris Okay. Because then it'll give Adina some time to wound down from her four or five she's actually <laughs> chosen. Okay. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> okay. It's uh, for TV shows, it's pretty easy TNG and DS9. TNG, I grew up with. I love it. And DS9 is just so fleshed out, really well done. And then for movies, First Contact is up there. It's probably my number two. Love First Contact. Can't stop watching it. And then, of course, Voyage Home. I feel like it just hits all the boxes yeah. for me. So those. Yeah. Those two are my top. Good choices, my friend. Steve, how about you, sir? Well, without a doubt, as you can tell by the um, the picture you have of me always wearing my NX-01 hat, it is Enterprise Mm -hmm. and TOS, only because if we're not TOS, there would be nothing. Zero. Right. Right. Mm. And for movies, um, without a doubt, First Contact is my favorite. And number two is Wrath of Khan. There you go. My brother, Adina. I'm going to go okay, last. So I'm going I'm I'm to compromise and actually just give you the top <laughs> one of each because Ooh, top one is really? easy. It's, the, it's okay. the second one that I'm like struggling okay. between like 5,000 choices. I can so live with that. Series, Next Generation. All right. Okay. And movie, The Voyage Home. Mm. It's like, then you ask me for a second. What's my second favorite? That's when you lose. That's when I have to like, oh, gotcha. I've got like five. I bet there's a lot of oh. us that way too, to a well, degree, you know, like I mean, we could I always have say, one or two, we could have two or three as our second, maybe, you know, like I want to say my second series is, is lower decks, but then I want to say Picard, but then I want to say really? TOS for the same reason Steve did. And wow. then I'm, I'm stuck and I'm wow. cycling. I'm swirling. Okay. You were going to say yeah. something, Chris, go ahead. Oh, just like when it comes to the the real thing for me, and this is not great, is that when it comes to all of the movies, like most, I'd say probably all of the like all everything from motion picture all the way up until maybe Into Darkness, minus Nemesis, minus Beyond, they're my top movies of all time. <laughs> like, like which I know you're not supposed to say that, but um, so it is it is difficult because I alternate between like what are my three and four. 
Like, I can never decide. Depends right, on what right. mood I'm in. Yeah. All right. So my Wait a minute. yeah, Brian, yeah, thank you. Yeah, but, yeah mm-hmm. my favorite series is, and I went back and forth on that. I wrestled with this a lot, but I'm I'm gonna say my top series is Deep Space Nine. Okay. And my second favorite is the next gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one I grew up in. Now I grew up watching the original two, of course, in probably the tenth or fifteenth rerun, to, you know, um, if not more. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, D- but D Space Nine, I think, is still to this day the most well-rounded, most well-developed mm-hmm. of all the Star Trek uh, series. Next Gen is my sentimental favorite. Um, and I think it's, it's our classic, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then for films, I got to put Star Trek first contact up there as number one. And I'm the wrath of Khan number two, um, up there. So now that everybody knows our foundation or some of the things that we tend to cling to or look at the most, which series do you feel has left more open ended possibilities for more? Than the rest of the series. Oh, Adina's very This one, she's ready to go. This one, she's like, Damn, I know I the answer well, to this question. Well, no, because I think there, I think there is actually a real answer to this. Not like more, more than just an opinion answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. If and it, it's because if you look at Lower Decks and what Lower Decks is doing, so so no, no, it's it, the answer mm. is Next Generation, and we know it's Next Generation because of all the things that Lower Decks is bringing in, like all these one episode things. The Packlids, the Binars, you know, all these oh. things that they're doing that came from the next generation you're mm-hmm. seeing and they're able to do in Lower Decks. And mm-hmm. that's why the right answer. Like the, <laughs> next I don't want to call them the drug planet, but the drug people who mm-hmm. were like fighting over that drug. And then they just became like fitness uh, enthusiasts. Do you remember? Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's a good like callback. Uh, Is that a lower you remember decks callback? Yeah, symbiosis and mm-hmm. TNG when like there's the two yeah, planets. Yeah, I remember the TNG. One. I'm not remembering the and then callback. In lower decks, they go back to that planet, and then they've all become like oh, fitness, oh, yes, fitness yes, enthusiasts yes, 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 because they're like yes. we're off the drugs, but now we just got to yes. work out all the time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's that's like exactly funny. It. They it's why next it. generation. Just like, like, like oh yeah, we're going to cut you off, and then yep, we're done. So that's mm-hmm. perfect. And I didn't know the binary were back. I have to catch up. I'm like, a few there's episodes. a recent episode with the, yeah. sorry, sorry, spoiler alert, but, but the coolest yeah. thing is we saw, um, I, I watched that with Frank and it made us go back and watch the original episode. Nice. Yeah. With the which, binars. which, which in my opinion, in next gen, that episode is the first time I went, this, this thing's got a spark. I don't think it's. Yeah one of the greatest episodes. I, I think we, I just, I'm in the middle of watching center seat on prime, mm-hmm. which is fantastic awesome. documentary oh, nice. of is awesome. all of track. And I'm in next gen right now, I actually just finished going into D space nine now, but they talk about, um, the episode yesterday's enterprise is the first really great next generation episode where that turned the tide for that series. And everyone said, well, wait, we need to pay attention to this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that episode with the binaries, just like one one zero zero one one zero one, you know, um, had some stuff in it that I remember watching originally. Going, oh wow, okay, this show could be really good. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that episode. I go back to that one a lot. All right, so the next Who's generation, there? clear, uh, clear, Cle- I mean, clear without as day. hesitation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to point. Steve, uh, what about for, for me? Yeah, go ahead, you. Without question. Enterprise. Ah. Enterprise was cut short <laughs> right? by four seasons. They, we were given the final episode, which was... Oh. Okay. And you see, you, you made <laughs> yep. that noise. You made the noise. <sighs> but, but there is... Yep. E- there is it's a holiday. Example. Oh, no, this is um, item number one. I'm holding up the book. The Good That Men Do. Yes. Where I we so redo the final episode. It brings in DS9 characters who open up the book. It does. Yes. Nog, I've never heard you say that. Nog and um, Cisco's son, ah, as Jake. older gentlemen, ah. find this detailed history that's been kept secret by Starfleet, what really <laughs> happened. 
And Who wrote the, that, Steve? Do you mind if I ask? Was we might by, as well plug it all the yeah, way. Yeah, no. The book was written by Andy Mangles and Michael A. Martin. Okay. okay. And Martin went on to write additional books, Kobayashi Maru, which is his next book in line, and the Romulan War books. Based, when on, I based read on, those, in the Enterprise timeline. Based on, it is okay. chronological, I mean, it's chronological. You look in the chapter, it is open Sunday, February 15th, 2155, Deep Space. The book is in chronological order. All the books are in chronological order. And so if there was a fifth, a sixth, a seventh season, and these authors had had a chance to do something about it, we mm. would have seen. We wouldn't have seen the end of the death of Trip. We would have seen what became of him. Right. And they recreate many of the scenes from the final episode, but update it to what allows the story to continue on. So this is the continuation that was missing. I will say this about also TOS, cut short, three seasons only, but we were given six movies. That's mm-hmm. the equivalent of ten, 12 episodes, if you think of it that mm-hmm. way. <laughs> and if you, again, say that T, TNG was cut, you know, needed more episodes. Well, luckily, how many movies did we have? Four. Mm-hmm. Four movies. How many? Then you had Picard, which is essentially another, what, 30 yeah. episodes? Mm-hmm. So we have gotten that. From these other series, true, thank goodness. True. You know, we've we've had to continue watch, and of course, all the books and everything go with it. But um, <coughs> yeah, I think Enterprise is the uh, one that got short changed unfairly. Yeah. I would love that. Mm-hmm. I I mostly agree, but I feel like I've got to say something different to keep the conversation going. Please do. Um, but I'd say Voyager, even though like it was like the goal was to get home when they get home, but it's like it's just like okay, there's all these things they they talk about getting back to Earth. And then they arrive at Earth, and they're like, "All right, we're done." And I just felt like there are so many different storylines we could see. Okay, how do they integrate back into Earth? Like, what's that first night like? Are they as happy? Because in reading some of the, the not the tie-in fiction, but like the I forgot what that's called when they continue the story. Um, a lot of that fiction, it's like you get the sense that even though people are mostly happy to be back, they're not quite satisfied. Like they're not missing Voyager but they're not entirely happy with where they are. Also, one of the biggest thing that's so frustrating is that Tom Paris specifically has a whole storyline with his dad. His dad, he doesn't have a good relationship with him and he's become the man that you presume that his dad would like. And guess who's on screen? His dad's on screen talking to all of them. And you know who don't have a conversation? (laughs) It's Tom and his dad. So I feel like Voyager should get like the uh just to find out what happened afterwards even though That's i think steve is right the enterprise like uh if they could give us more enterprise i'd be down i also just want to know like what was the speech what did archer say yeah did he in fact say as i liked it in my <laughs> head canon have some variation of um to boldly go because that's what you imagine. Like, if it's supposed to be so iconic that even that everybody remembers. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I'd say probably for me, Voyager. Okay. Interesting. Is it my turn? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's yep. my turn. Uh, I. You want to know something? I'm going to go weird here. Okay, okay. do it. Um, because uh, you guys have brought up some interesting points. Um, but I... I feel like there are, even though D space nine is very much, I think the most well-rounded character loops and everything. Um, there's still some things there. I, I wish they would have done more with, uh, mm-hmm. um, and, but that's not my answer. <laughs> my oh, answer okay. is I think it's next gen too. Even with Picard, even, <laughs> even with, you know, the vo- and Chris, you make a really good point about Voyager Enterprise. Of course, that was just heartbreaking when yeah. it only lasted. But, it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, is this the end of Star Trek? Well, well, well but wait. the the thing about of Enterprise is there's, I think, a, a question that Steve answered that's slightly different from the one you asked. Um, 
Steve, you're making the point that enterprise basically just got cut short and it deserved better and everything. And that that is not quite the same. And, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily the same as more open-ended possibilities. Those are two different. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are two different yeah. nuances. I think they're similar. I think, I, I, yeah, I think I think to a degree. Yeah, I think also the next gen because they were such one-off stories with the occasional coming back to things like the Borg, mm-hmm. you know, um, they messed around with the Romulans early on in the series, but didn't really do a whole lot like in seasons six and seven, besides maybe one or two, you know? So, uh, and that was, that was something that actually I wish they would have done more of. Uh, I hated how they did the Romulans in, nemesis i just was so that was so unsatisfying mm-hmm. for me i felt like next gen had handled the romulans pretty coolly pretty coolly well yeah. you know <laughs> what i'm trying to say yes Chris yes gets, of course. Chris feels say. me um mm-hmm. but anyways I, so for me it's next gen. i think there's just so many one-off stories uh mm-hmm. and it's gonna attribute to some of my answers for some of these later questions too later yeah. on and okay. i'm interested See. if you guys have some of the same I I see this is where like because I get that Steve was answering it from a different way that it wasn't like Enterprise didn't necessarily end the best but I feel like there's like a huge gap like I think okay Steve help me out how when does the series finale take place is it like 10 years after it's 10 years yes it's yeah, like, so there's it's, like a, it's a um, 10 year gap of all these things that have, that we know could have happened like the the refit getting the deflector dish would have been cool um and then oh, being yeah. able to see oh. things like the romulan war and all these famous things mm-hmm. that we know mm-hmm. happened uh whereas tng i feel like lower decks i this is i just want more track is what it gets down to amen but i see that amen. enterprise just having a yeah. lot of possibilities yeah and i think i think for what and i want to i think we all like enterprise and it's steve's favorite mm-hmm. but i think that for what it had it did really well with that stuff compared yeah. to the other uh, uh, track that had been done up until that point with maybe the exception of do space nine. And so hats off to the producers of enterprise. We all wish we could have got more, but let's get, let's dive into mm-hmm. more of the specifics here, guys. Okay. Okay. Is there a character perhaps two or three that you would have loved to have seen the creators give us more background on more screen time, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking backstory and history, not continuing story from what we already mm-hmm. know. Okay. And, Are you uh, talking let's... about main characters or side no, characters no, no. or irrelevant? Any, this is open to side characters, people mm-hmm. that made one appearance, two appearances, whatever. Um, so it doesn't have to be just main characters. Mm-hmm. But if it's Who's... a main character, that's cool too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's let's let Steve go first. Okay. To me. Um, because I watched it from the beginning, the very first episode of Star Trek, and you just got thrown into the characters. And because it was the first Star Trek series, they were building story as they went along, but they had to choose between backstory of characters or character or event or story-driven stories where they really wanted to get into political, emotional, religious, economic, whatever, and tell them in a way that the American public could enjoy them. So they never right. really, and there's, you know, they argue, where was Kirk born? Or but We never really get a chance to learn everything about them. And, and that was, again, because it was when the show came out. But the one character I would love to see so much more about and his entire life arc is our good friend Khan. I think you could do an entire series about Khan's life from the way it was first episode uh, in uh, um, Tomorrow's Tomorrow's Tomorrow in Strange New Worlds where you meet Khan as a little boy Mm -hmm. and we find out what happened through his life that turned him into the person he was and then, you know, what happened during the genetics war and all like that. So it, it, to me, that's one character I've always wanted more information on mm. and have it in a TV or movie or whatever. Right. That's, 
And mm-hmm. I, I know we've talked about it before. There is, a, I think, a two-book arc called The Rise and Fall of Khan Noonie and Singh mm-hmm. um, by Greg Cox. Uh, and it's it's on audiobook. You can listen to it on YouTube, actually. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Rene Aubergenois reads one part of it. Another ah, actor that's cool. reads, mm-hmm. I think, either the first or second part. And so they kind of split it. But uh, really fascinating and interesting take on And it's his childhood. And even brings in Gary Seven, uh-huh. oh, uh, nice. and all that. So that's worth a look at. If you, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to use, put that in so I can listen to it in my drives to work. There you go. It's fantastic. It's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. It might satisfy some of that, but it would still be cool. It would still be good to see it uh, on the big screen yeah. or on the small TV or whatever. You know, yeah, I, would like to I know. There was like quite a like was it four or five years ago now that there was like all these rumors that Nicholas Meyer was going to bring back mm-hmm. uh, like do a con series and he seems to be someone that would be down to do more con. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd love that. It'd just be like confusing now only because I feel like we have three different cons and even though we have con in tomorrow, 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 I feel mm-hmm. like that con's not the same con we get from original series, which is the different from the. Uh, into darkness con so i think they'd have to play around with that but i think yeah. that'd be cool. the only thing i think they would have to do is the point of view character would have to be someone other than khan himself because khan is a really bad guy like yes. hitler mm-hmm. level bad so he's not a sympathetic character nor should he be so that yeah. story has to be told through someone who we can sympathize and actually root for and like right see that's that's, that's what great good guy that's what Greg cox did in his books okay. it's done through the eyes of charlie seven who was his sidekick do you remember there's, there's uh, another he- character a girl that can kind of morph into different Anyways, uh, it's it's really told through their what they are. They're trying to contain history, and uh, so they have to do that around Khan. And so mm-hmm. that's that's it makes it you know they're a, yeah. they become a part of that story. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, yeah. Adina, it's spot on. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say because like not to get into a whole other franchise, but that was my issue with the Joker movie as well. It was really well done. I'm like this is like harder to watch because there's no good guy. There's no one like. Uh, Batman saying, "Hey, we got to mm-hmm. stop him." Mm-hmm. So I think that would, yeah, that would have to be the case. You can because, tell the story, but yeah. you need something that we can root for, and yeah. we're not rooting for Khan. We shouldn't. No, you're not rooting, rooting for Khan. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, it, have we answered this to the? I don't I, know. I, have I, we asked? I, I, I know. I don't, I'm, I'm satisfied. No, I'm fine. I, <laughs> I, I, good? I'm going to okay. want again Adina. watch those YouTube. Yeah, Adina. Then. Gosh, there's. So, you know, when you started off by saying in TOS, uh, and I agree, and of course, because of the time and the way that that was presented, you know, backstory of the characters wasn't that important. But I feel like we are getting it in Strange New Worlds for most of the characters, which I I like. I like seeing young Uhura. I like seeing Mm -hmm. young, spoiler alert, Montgomery Scott, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, and seeing these people as as they came up, you know, when there was where they were new people, you know, so we're, we're getting that. I would... So, so I'm kind of torn. You know, I always felt that we never got enough backstory on Dr. Crusher's character. Mm, you know, yeah. if, if all the rest, all the rest of the next generation cast, we we at least meet their immediate family and like their parents or brother, or sister or something. And the yes, ghost she wasn't has her enough son. No. <laughs> and that, but that was the one episode where they mentioned that she was kind of raised by her grandmother. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing else about her backstory there. So I've always felt that. And and so similar similarly, 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 mm-hmm. Bones, which is, you know, McCoy is my favorite character in TOS. And we have no backstory in him either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like, I think that, like going at, to go ahead, Chris. To crush her, the only other relative we get other than her grandmother is aunt adele and that's only mentioned when she's making milk no, like, no, no, that's... no no that was that was picard's aunt adele oh right? you're right you're right yeah <laughs> so, yeah we oh, yeah. have that old school star trek novel time here adina read mm-hmm. the book old school next gen book reunion that's got oh, a lot really. of crusher backstory in it mm-hmm. um and then also for bones Shadows on the Sun by Michael Jan Friedman, who's going to be at Trek Long Island with us. One of my favorite Ooh. books of all time. It is all about Bones's marriage, 
the failure mm-hmm. of that marriage, okay. uh, his time in med school and uh, the main planet they're on that they talk about and then how he runs into his ex-wife again in the future and they kind of have a twist and it's, it's, it's a fascinating to, You know, read. as much as I, I say I want it, I, I maybe I, I don't know if I necessarily do. Shadows on the sun you do. Okay. Yeah, I'm see, telling you, it's hard. one of the most satisfying, intriguing reads for Trek okay, I've fair. I've ever read. It's it's just very well done, and I don't think anything interferes with it in Trek past that was written either. I think it's still mm-hmm. good if you want to look at original Trek in the movies with with Doctor McCoy. I think it's mm-hmm. still all vibes and okay. or jives together. So. Okay, but it might change like what I have built. I've spent my entire (laughs) life time with with an image of this character in my head. And no, it it's gonna make you, know. you love him more. I okay, promise. Okay. I promise. Okay. So speaking of of backstory, just I want to mention this. I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, Andrew Robinson, who played Garrick, mm-hmm. yep. wrote and then or audio narrated a, a book, or... A Stitch in Time, which I, I listened yeah. to recently, which includes both what happened after you know DS Nine and also his whole growing up, his oh, whole wow. backstory. Does and it? it's done really well. Does it like because I was thinking about Garrick because Garrick was someone I was tempted to put on the list. But at the same time, I was like, no, I don't want to because I don't want to know why. Like, I don't want to know what led to Garrick <laughs> getting kicked off of Cardassia just because it's such a cool mystery. But like, mm-hmm. so did you find reading the book that it take away from that? At no, all? no not at all. That? I mean, I think it was done. I think it was done really well. But now, again, I didn't go into it thinking like I, I wasn't worried about yeah. that, I yeah. guess. So I thought it was all fine. It was all done really well. Um, it's actually not that it wasn't like a big event that he got just kicked off. Uh, right. The way it happened was kind of interesting. It was interesting. But the whole thing, like from when he it goes back to when he was a kid and kind of like the schooling he had and the relationship he had with his parents uh, it was, it was good. Mm. It's good. And you, you get some insight into a little bit more insight into Cardassia as well yeah yeah chris how about you have have you covered this question so this is so because now we're back i want to answer ask the question again is there a character or characters that you would have loved to see the creators give us more background on so we're not talking follow-up quite yet we're just talking mm-hmm. background of the characters so so characters so that means we can do multiple because there's like yes. two that come to mind two's um, a good number Something that you actually said when you said, mm. what did I can't remember how you phrased it, but you said, oh, the, the treasures of us or something, of all four of us being on this podcast. And mm-hmm. that made me think of Cybok with his, oh, it's the only planet with the yes. entire galaxy that contains the three of you or contains the three of you. Um, it's like, I would love to know more about Cybok. And I believe, like, I don't know if we'll get that with the season three of Strange New Worlds because season one, they were building up to that. There was that mm-hmm. whole episode where it's like, oh my gosh, it's Cybok. So Cybok would be cool. Um, yeah, I was thinking oh, about the right. Traveler. I forgot about that, Chris. Oh, that episode? I would that... love Strange New Worlds to do Cybok. Yeah, and yes. find out oh, and like, learn gosh. more about him. Yeah. Because he's one, again, he's one of the... I, for a fact, know you don't have a brother. Brother. That's true. Uh, Aha. I have a half-brother. Half half <laughs> I got to sit down. Um, and then I think maybe... So this is now now this is where I'm torn. I was thinking about the traveler first, but then Gary's Heaven was mentioned. And I'm like, they both kind of have the same function. Are they similar? Mm-hmm. Not the quite. Traveler from Next Gen, Wesley Crusher connection. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd like the traveler. You know, I'm gonna okay. go with that just because I feel like he's so mysterious and yeah, like knowing more about him, I don't think will take away from the mystery. And you can have um a more of a time travel centered show and you can see him playing with time or hmm. doing yeah. timey wimey stuff. I think that could be fun. But yeah, I think that's it. I was thinking about okay. Travis too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I like those answers. And and mine, I've I've been surprised as I've thought about this the last couple of days. I always wanted um to know more about Worf's wife Kalar. Kalar. Yeah, that was I wish, yes. I oh, wish I so they much. could have given us more of her backstory because we're talking backstory and she would be someone mm-hmm. i'd say is like it would have been nice to have more of her but they killed her off of course and very mm-hmm. dramatic it was very dramatic and powerful mm-hmm. and all that stuff but um i i just i would have liked to have before she i just would have liked more i wish they would have talked about her a little bit more and 
um, all that stuff, their relationship before Starfleet and all that stuff would have been cool. So anyways, all right. Well, good answers, guys. Uh, what uh, characters would you like to see more of in either the series or the movie? So now we can talk. They've been established. Here's the characters in the series or the films. Which would you have liked to see return, come oh. back, see more of? And let's uh, let's easy. let uh, Chris go first. And since he's saying it's easy this time. You know what? I'm going to go with Travis then. All right. <laughs> Travis was in every episode of Enterprise, but he got nothing. He got maybe two episodes of Fortunate like, Son. Fortunate Son. And then the other the other one. <laughs> he got pregnant in one. No, no, no that, that was, was Trip. Trip. Trip got pregnant. Wait a minute. Yeah. Travis. Yeah, Travis, like the helmsman. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm all turned around here. I, I'm with you. I'm tracking with you now. Yeah. Like, what are you the, talking about? The engineer was in there. He was like all over the place. Okay. He was there all the time. Travis, Travis was, I got was there. And like they build up his character at the beginning where it's like yeah. they establish he's a space boomer. He grew up in space. Mm-hmm. He will have a different understanding of how things work in space. And you see a little bit of it. But then they just kind of forget he's there. Yeah. <laughs> like there's whole episodes where he doesn't have. Like, uh, there's even one episode I was watching. I'd love to see if I can find the clip where it's like they have Travis in the front. Okay, he's he's at the uh, the con at the helm, and then yeah, at the helm. Sorry, that's the word. And then you see like all of the you see Archer talking to DePaul, talking to probably Malcolm or someone, and the <laughs> camera keeps shifting back and forth, and it looks like Travis. Like, uh, do I have a lie? And then it just cuts <laughs> goes right back to someone else, and it's just like. Oh, you man. have this character. Why not give him more to do? Like, let's learn about him. Yeah. You know, let's have him grow and change. And I think his best episode, honestly, for me, is when he's playing Mira Travis in the um, uh, Evil Universe. Yeah. When oh, they go really? for the Enterprise, Mira Darkly. like Mira Darkly. Mm-hmm. And not, he's so good. Not the episode where they, he actually goes aboard his old freighter. That's that's and, fortunate son. That's, is that okay, fortunate son? Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. where's the other one? There's like two. Oh, maybe that is because there's the other one where they uh, encounter another like cargo ship and they're trying to hunt a Nausicaan or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he okay. gets involved there, but yeah. okay. And, and, he does, and he does have a love interest in the in the last two episodes. Last two episodes with, with the uh, with the newswoman who um, <laughs> ends up being a member of Section Thirty One. Of what's course. her name? It's like something that remember. sounds like it should be something different than in, what it is. In yeah. Star Trek, if That's they're mysterious and you want to get involved romantically, you must <laughs> think of Section Thirty One, folks. It's just mm-hmm. a foregone conclusion. Absolutely, Steve. How about you, my friend? Okay. Um, the one character from the moment I saw him in TOS and and his variations is Zephyrin Cochran. I would love to see mm-hmm. the history of the man who created Warp Drive, mm-hmm. how he survived, how he was able to assemble, build, plan, create on his own the concept of Warp Drive because it is a universe in, in the Star Trek universe it's a universal measure of technology. If you are a pre-warp society or a warp-capable society, it's the difference between right. being left alone in the universe or being included in the universe. So, and and again, what is so beautiful is you find out he has feet of clay in <laughs> first contact. He's a drunk. He says, "I'm doing this for the money." Why? What was what what was his motivation? Where did he come from? What was it upbringing? How did he survive the eugenics war? There's so much that I would love to learn about this guy. Mm. And it's and his character morphed completely different from the way he was portrayed in TOS and the way he was portrayed in First Contact. And there's something in between that yeah. we want to learn about. Gene Roddenberry would have rolled over in his grave if he saw how they portrayed Zephyrin Cochran in First oh, yeah. Contact. For sure. Watch center <laughs> seat if you don't believe me. I was going to say, would they? Because I feel like it's like such a good thing where it's like it shows like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know where I'm going with it. But I feel like it's a good storyline <laughs> where it's just like he's so different than what you expect, but he's still yeah. ultimately mm-hmm. amazing. It's, it's his experience yeah. with the Vulcans that got him to go. I got to get my act together. There's yep. more at stake yep. here. 
than which just is why in my pocketbook in the TOS episode he's more noble. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's also portrayed as a military person in TOS. Yeah, that's true. And that's a big and that's a big difference. And that would be to me the only reason why Roddenberry would not have been happy with the change is because they lost they they lost that. And I think he had a lot mm. of again, given he was a vet, you know, has a lot a lot mm-hmm. of reverence for yeah. you know yes for mm-hmm. vets so good anything else steve no no that okay he, he's the care i mean i mean that's yeah, a great there choice could be, there could be a really lot more characters it. of they can all be redeveloped or deeper into but he's mm-hmm. like you know he's yeah anyway go ahead good next answer person. Chris and next steve. person adina next how about you i'm having a really hard time with this question because you mm-hmm. know how like you love ice cream and right. then you yes, have like too much. Indeed. And then yes. at some point you're uh-huh. like, I feel sick, you know? Uh-huh. So, yep. you know, every character that I think of. Yeah. <laughs> Are you having a brain freeze right now? I'm no, sorry. No, 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 okay. no. What I'm saying is, is like, like, I love the character of Guinan. But mm. if we had just like had two more at some point, maybe it was just going to be too much. Mm, you know, yeah. I loved how they started with, you know, they had this Chief O'Brien character and it did, he did turn into a main character in the next series. Yeah. We had a lot of Q. I mm. liked Hugh and they brought Hugh mm-hmm. back for an episode. I liked Galron and they brought him back for a few episodes. Like, so asking yeah. for more yeah. of anyone, I feel like maybe more would possibly be too much. The only thing is that in early on in Next Generation, now they were still finding their way. They were not giving, uh, you know, different characters enough of their own stuff, you know, which is why Denise Crosby left uh, and such. So that would be the the only thing a little bit. But yeah, I just say I don't have a good good answer <laughs> for this. It's more that now where we left off with Picard and the possibility of Star Trek Legacy and really mm-hmm. see more of those characters in that situation. Okay. That's what I want more than anything. But that's also possibly a tangible thing where we're not going back, you know, right. decades to right. to fill huh. in things. Interesting. I accept that answer. I, ex- okay. I, ex- I expect mm-hmm. I accept that non-answer. Um, One point. No, it's kidding. kind of I'm an answer. Kidding. It is a good answer. I'm kidding. Point for, for, for Gryffindor. Go ahead. I have, I have one name for you guys. Okay. Berlinhoff Rasmussen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a matter of time. That. Next generation <laughs> episode. Yep. Somebody look up the actor's name. He's worth. Oh, he's, he's worth uh, looking up oh, and bringing off. him. He's good. Uh. He had a great character in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was the next door neighbor dad. Okay, uh, Ken. Uh, but I I love A Matter of Time is one of my favorite episodes. That guy was so quirky and so humorous. And it was a different kind of offbeat episode for Next Gen 2. Mm-hmm. As they're trying to piece together who this guy is, he doesn't quite seem quite right. Um, but I, I would have loved to follow up at least one episode because they dragged his butt off to some sort of, you know, he's going to have to go to court and and go yeah. pro- probably face Frewer. charges. Matt Frewer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that now there is an interesting, again, I'm Mr. Old School Star Trek novels today. They did bring his character back for a fun novel, Deep Space Nine novel called The Big Game, where Quark hosts this incredible uh, card game for, for people from all around the galaxy. And of course, there's intrigue and murder and stuff. And mm-hmm. he's a part of that story. Um, and that is also available on YouTube if you want to look that up, folks. I need to look a that big up. big game. And I think that one is narrated by Rene Abergenois, too, if I'm not. I was going to say, I hope Odo's in that. Like, cause yeah. Like, oh, I was Odo's telling, a big part of the story. I was telling Dill about these questions. And we like one of her things that we both kind of agree on is, like, let's get an Odo crime procedural. I'd love to see Detective Odo. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that would be cool because. Done as a noir. It, it, it was what, a dark and story. Like, done as a noir, like, thing. You know, it yeah. was a dark and stormy night. Yeah, maybe noir. Yeah. I'm thinking more like cheesy, like CSI Miami, you get the sunglasses. Because <laughs> Odo has one of my favorite lines of all time when someone was like, what was the keynote doing at the at the runabout at two in the morning? And then Odo <laughs> very seriously says, apparently he was getting murdered. <laughs> I'm like, come imagine, on. <laughs> imagine Odo shape-shifting sunglasses on his he could face totally all do the it. time, on and off. Walk into a building, they shape-shift off, and he's just normal. But back to you, like, seriously, though, I think that would be cool because you don't know. It'd be fun to see, like, this is where you could go with the characters. You could either have him 
after he's stuck in the 24th century, or you right. can see what led him to do that and his other time right. travel right. things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Berlinghoff Rasmussen, Star Trek The Next Generation. All right, guys. Those are great. You guys really, I'm so impressed. You really thought about this stuff. Steve's got it all written out in I red letters. I got notes. mine in, Oh my I, gosh. I do my I do my replies in red so I can make sure that I All right. We got to We got to yeah. hurry along. This is great okay. stuff though, guys. I'm so yeah, yeah. you're I'm so happy. You took this seriously. No, no this Wow. This is it's this is serious stuff. All this right. Is like, this all is right. This is the most serious conversation I've had all week. Hey. Right. It's a very serious conversation. We're having a serious conversation. And you're conversation. like sending That's stuff crazy. into outer space, Adina. Holy cow. Yes. Uh, we should we feel privileged. Um so uh uh second to last last question. Any storylines you wish they would have followed up on? So we've done characters and I'm going to let Adina go first. She's given me the most the biggest eyebrow raise. Oh, um, I am. You did, yes. Well, well first, I was thinking oh. that this is this is you know Steve's answer about just generally enterprise. It's like that's where this should be. Mm. Like it, you mm. know this was, but okay. But, but what that was possibly, I am possibly anticipating Steve's answer. You know from before, um, any storylines that I wish they followed Ooh. up on that I wish there because there is so much follow up in Trek Lit. You know, right? It, it, I feel like so much has been. And of course, one of my favorites to think about are all the one-off planets that they visited in Next Generation. That they're okay in mm -hmm. the episode first contact, in the yep. episode oh, yeah. the inner light, you know, like in the episode who watches the watchers. What is mm -hmm. happening to these cultures after? And the funny thing is, I think in Lower Decks, not that they're addressing those specific ones, but the concept of Lower Decks coming back as second contact. You yes. know, whether it's a second contact <laughs> follow-up from TOS or TNG is kind of cool. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's what I what I think about. And I might be writing one in a Star Trek Explorer magazine oh. next year. Mm. Because I do think about it a lot and I did pitch a story. But yeah, all, all those, those are those are the things that I I wish they would do. I just want to know more about the culture of that planet. But and one I was for a while, the episode The Defector. When oh, the Romulan yes. defected. Yep. And remember mm -hmm. at the end of the episode, he left a note for his family, you know, so like, oh, maybe someday we'll be able to return this. So for yeah. a while, I was kind of obsessed with that thought, like, did that note ever get returned? And I did find there is a short story out there in one of the short story compilations that did address Picard taking the the note. And while it was well written, I wasn't entirely satisfied with the story. So I still kind of want something a little bit there. Mm. But, yeah, that's a great, that's great. Yeah, I like that. That's answers. my answer. Chris, mm -hmm. how about you? Oh, this, this just came to me, but like, this is, I think this would be perfect. I don't know if they've done this in Trek lit probably, but the, um, the parasite aliens, the conspiracy aliens that are like, Oh, these people are messing up the Federation. They're going to be back. And they sent up the oh, message like at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's a, and then, that's a good, good answer. Good answer. We don't know. We don't, there is nothing. And they went away. Done. Yeah. Then yeah, they, just went they away. did. Right. Never came yeah. back to that. Never yeah. came back. So I'd like more of those. I are not more of those, but I want like some follow up. It's okay. What yeah, no, they we don't doing? want the Federation to just go away from these like little creatures, but mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's, a bigger yeah, creature said it's interesting, but not so much. They can't yeah. repair. They were the assimilated damage. by the Borg. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Their distinctiveness was added. Yes. How distinctive that is. Steve, how about you, sir? Well, I've already touched on it before and you're right. <laughs> Adina. The Romulan War, without a doubt, yes. first established in TOS in a balance mm -hmm. of terror. Mm -hmm. You learned about a war where you didn't see your enemy. Yeah, ever. I was going to ask you about that. And yeah. you didn't know who they were. So they, and that was the beauty of TOS. And you got to, I mean, three seasons, 78 episodes, they created a playbook that we, mm -hmm were all the followers had to follow so when they decided to do an episode like the bounce of terror and they created such a evil character as the romulans it's like we really should have gotten the romulan war and there's a really excellent book um called star trek the first 150 years 
it's written like an encyclopedia and they cover that and that's what got me wanting to read the romulan war books from the enterprise series because i think it's something that was so monumental in the history of star trek and it's only been here or very little there or whatever Mm. secondly the klingon war there it's i mean it was touched on in in discovery but eh, yeah. you know the i guys mean at yeah. Xenar have yeah. been raising money to try to talk about that for years now yeah they're you know, in trouble and the, again i think yeah i know yeah, there's, there's a lot of the big lawsuit going again. but anyway yeah, maybe, maybe. i would love to see the the what happened in the klingon war and these are vicious heart i mean there's a warrior race you're fighting someone who's prepared to die to win. And we didn't get that either. And that's another one. So I'd love mm. to see, even though these are war stories, but you got the <laughs> Dominion War in DS9 right, and right. everything about it mm-hmm. and all the horrors of war. You got a little in the Zindi story about the yeah. what it takes to win no matter what. You'll do anything to win. So I think that's something that's that could really be developed. Such Period. good answers, you guys. So, this is this is obviously this is a nerdy podcast. So we're allowed to get yeah, nerdy, yep. but get the nerdy, thing my that, friend. The big hang up that like I think concerns that we all lose sleep over is the whole we did not have view screens at that time. But then of course Enterprise, they have a view screen because well, by the time Enterprise came out, we we had that technology. So is there like any did they do any sort of like explanation as to how to get around that issue of them well, supposedly remember, not with having the view screens. screens, you can only see into this craft if you're allowed to. So it's very possible that, again, it was more, and even to get into the book, it was more analog that saved the war for the Federation than digital. And that gets into oh. the whole story about oh, okay, how, the, how cool. the Romans were able to control Federation spacecraft through a device that they developed. So they were able to cloak themselves i believe that's the whole basis why they never mm. saw them oh okay and why perfect. it was never i will not lose them. sleep anymore over that i don't want you to yeah don't lose <laughs> sleep chris you've, you've you. got too much on your mind already with brazil mm-hmm. to yeah with brazil. worry about the romulan war come on adina brazil right. we're gonna drive our friend <laughs> don't chris encourage crazy i've got the wrong song in my head i've got tom's diner by suzanne vega that's another good one okay oh so moving right along i'm gonna share my answer yeah please i would have loved to see just one more follow-up episode remember the next gen episode the survivors where they go to the planet and there's just two survivors kevin and rashawn uxbridge botanist And this big, huge ship keeps coming and getting bigger and more and trying. But it's actually Kevin, the alien, who was mm-hmm. who was a pacifist and did mm-hmm. not, even though he had all the power to stop these aliens from killing everybody on the planet, he couldn't kill and he would. That's his one rule. I thought that was so intriguing. I remember when that episode came out and I was a wee t- teenager. I don't know how old I was exactly, but I remember that going, wow, this is this is deep stuff they're talking about. Yeah. This, the grief this guy had, you know? And of course, mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, it's revealed he's this, you know, kind of almost all powerful, you know, glowing being who's whisks off, you know, um, uh, to do whatever. I would have loved them to encounter that guy one more time. Yeah. It's always been, hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, from the next generation days, I was like, when are they going to bring that guy back? Never did. And then the other one was the Berlinghoff Rasmussen. Like I would have loved, you know, um, I would have liked some like addressing like, Hey, we can't judge you, but like you also just wiped out an entire species because you thought of it or like, because you were so angry. And like Picard at the end of the episode says, we basically, we can't judge you because you're so far superior or something like that. Not not superior. I don't remember the exact words. I watched it two Novembers ago. Oh, also, also, 2021. Also, I, I'd be remiss, and I think <laughs> we would be remiss if we would say, would it not have been great to have Robin Curtis play more of Savick in the movies? Yeah. I'm still hoping she'll show I, up in Watching in Center Decks. Seat 
in that explanation of all that, how that happened, like, oh, it would have been so great. They they originally wanted her to be the betraying character in Star Trek Six to betray Which, Spock in the Federation. No, I'm glad. I'm, I'm so glad, glad they didn't, didn't do, do that, that because like I, I would not, glad. She's too nice to do that. And I mean, I would not buy <laughs> that. Actors, folks, like, it's not no, real no. life. No, but I would say that wouldn't make sense because of how much she goes into um, David. She's like, hey, you mm-hmm. screwed up because you're not supposed to like every ethical scientist has said not to use this, had not said, sorry, said not to use proto matter. And now how horrible you are for using proto matter. So mm. I couldn't see her giving him that lecture and then being like, but it's okay to betray your captain. That's fine. Well, no. So I, I don't. So while I generally agree, I'm so glad that they created a different character. I think her ethics when it comes to science is not necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be mm. the same ethics when it comes to basically racial prejudice. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are two different concepts and you can okay. be on other sides. But I am I am thrilled that they did not yeah. do that to Savick because that would have just hurt too much. I'm glad they created another character and I'm glad they built up the way they built up that character work because you were still oh, yeah, felt totally. betrayed when she betrayed you. And that but yeah, I'm glad it was not not Savick. Yeah. I, I yeah I agree with that part of it, but I would have loved to have seen more to of Robin her, yeah, Curtis. Yeah. Technically, she and, could and she can come back. They uh, yeah, and yeah, I mean they could have. I don't think they were thinking this way. They could have have her had her there with Spock somehow in the next generation. Mm. You know, they could have. It's not. It's not. I I feel like it's still possible she could come back and live for a long time. But we won't. I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see more of. um, Even though obviously we can't because he's like the character died in the. Unless we did it like in between Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, but like. The relationship between Savick and Captain of the science ship, Esteban or something. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because he, she's like, you kind of get the feeling that they've been like, not that they're friends, but I just want to see that dynamic of, hey, we should do this thing, Captain. No, you can't do that thing. Like, why is he so by the book? Maybe not. I just always find that interesting. I'm shocked at you, Chris, and I'm dismayed at you, Adina. I'm aghast. I've been reading a thesaurus today, too, apparently. I guess. I, I cannot believe that you two did not mention that it would have been fun to figure out what happened to the whale lady from Star Trek Four. What's her oh, name? Oh, that's right. Oh, Jillian right. Tra- Taylor. That yeah. would be interesting. That's that true. Was, you know, and I don't know if there's a novel. I'm not aware of a novel that brought her back, but um, I think I'm so. shocked. That's true. I go back That's like every true. few years. I go back and look her, look it up, and just, uh, what what happened with Jillian again? That she went off to a science festival, yeah, I think. Just, and then, yeah, 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 she, she just handled acc- being transported into the future like the best of any she character. That's what it, hey, I handle it. I would have handled favorite rejections of all time. Like what a great way. Well, as I say in your century, I don't even have your telephone number. Don't worry, I'll and find you. And maybe she could yeah. have gone out for future pizza and seen how that was compared to. San Francisco pizza. That would question been number there. six. Sorry, <laughs> that's still good pizza. Wish list time. Okay, I have a feeling you guys have some very creative ideas here. New creative oh, ideas. I don't. Just I have don't, a very straightforward, simple idea. Don't uh, yep. let me down here, guys. Uh, if you could write or encourage the powers that be to write follow-up track, what are some ideas? You would pitch. That's so easy. Go ahead, Chris. It is very easy. Go ahead. For me personally, it's just like, if I'm going to list everything I want, just do what you did with Picard, but do it for the other series. Give me a Captain Archer show, give me a Cisco show, a Janeway show, and I'll be very happy. Mm, That's it. That's all I want, Paramount. Okay. I know you got legacy in the works, (laughs) but if you want to call me, let's have a chat, and we'll make it work. All right. Steve. Remember we talked about in your Prius question, what we discussed? I have two words to say. See above. Just do it while I talked about in the what story lines I'd like to see follow up, Don. Khan's life. Khan's life. Okay. Let's do the Romulan War. Mm-hmm. Let's do the let's do the Klingon Ward right. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Gonna... Chris, let's hear that speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're not going to join me in wanting a Captain Archer like they come back and oh, we get to see. Oh, you know see, something? Like, I, I would I, tr- give it. Hey, there's been talk about 
Scott wanting to do voiceover for Lower Decks. But so okay. And remember, in in the prior episode, yeah. you know, you got a Malcolm puzzle that uh, <laughs> was seen in the in Lower Decks episode. I so. need to catch up. Jeez, like I yes. am four or five behind. He'll do it after. <laughs> Adina, it, it's really easy. I would love for the powers to be that to do Star Trek Legacy. Mm. Yeah, As Legacy, an just... episodic series with like a semi arc. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a strange similar new world to next style? generation. Strange new mm-hmm. world slash late next generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very, very simple. Now, okay. if people want specific stories for that, I'd be happy to pitch some, but but just generally <laughs> just make legacy happen. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got two ideas. One of them we've kind of talked about before because the book Shadows on the Sun was so intriguing. I think it'd be cool to have a Dr. McCoy show that is medical based. Okay. Mm. That, uh, talk, it can go through his whole journey and life and everything. Um, and be kind of the ER, uh, maybe without some of the shenanigans of later in that series happen, but I need shenanigans you know, though, if it's medical <laughs> drama. <laughs> uh, but I just, I think that would be cool. And the other one, what was it? What was it? It's gone. It slipped my mind. It was right you there. You got one. You got one good one. It's gone. McCoy. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, bones, Adina. Though. I want to no. see. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to see. We could call the show Dr. McCoy Medicine Spaceman, you know, and something Medicine like that. And then every episode would be, I'm a whatever the story's about, not a, I'm a doctor, not a, and then whatever the story's mm. about. Maybe that's just the title that of the in. show. The title of the show is I'm a doctor. Not a excellent or just, okay, um, and then the episode names is you know, not a yeah, something, yeah. right? Well, exactly, this is, this is my show, folks. Why are you taking over my show? Well, <laughs> because, because, because what, what in the world, because you know, this is what the they story. do in the writers' room, they, they build on things. <laughs> no, if they if they if they should just call us, we should p- be they the should. new pitch for Paramount. And we could, uh, here's here's new series, here new show ideas, follow ups, all that stuff. As much as I'd love for that to happen, I don't know that I'd be a good person to write. I think that'd be Adina. You come. You can. I feel like you have the skills to be able to like balance your like fan screenwriting. I don't think what I could, actually I don't works. Know if I could do screenwriting, I can. I can plot mm. and pitch, but yeah. actually do screenwriting. I. Yeah. I don't know if I've got the skills for that. That's a different screenwriting. Skill set. I like to try, but not for track, just because I'm too mm. attached to it. Mm. It'd Maybe. be like, oh, yeah. by the way, the Enterprise E shows up, and they had the Voyager armor, <laughs> and then so you know that's all fan service. You don't need yeah. me. One episode that I learned was a potential one for season five of Enterprise was an alien gets into Portos and you oh. see it from the dog's point of view. That's cute. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking That's about cute. like there's another one that there's, they pitched yeah. where it's like Porthos becomes like a humanoid dog or oh. something and becomes super intelligent. That would be, they they, I like the one that I like the one that Steve yeah. said better. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just from the dog's point, point of view, you mm-hmm. know. And 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 they they, he said that was a potential fifth season story, but huh. we'll never see it, of course. Interesting. Well, guys, thank you so much for your thoughts, and thank you, crew of the Big Sci-Fi, for engaging in such wonderful dreaming and supposing over our beloved and highly esteemed Star Trek. Once again, we have gone where very few have gone before, probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> we had fun, and we hope you had fun listening to us talk and banter about our beautiful Star Trek. Isn't it great how truly beautiful and diverse Trek is? Tons of people all around the world love it because there truly is something for everyone to sink their minds and hearts into. I hope that this episode has inspired you to rewatch a particular series that was your least favorite, maybe. Give it another try. See if a spark is lit. I hope you find in this episode a group of people who truly care about this franchise and want to be part of keeping that flame alive and growing into the infinite infinite beyond i messed up that so brilliantly okay who knows thank you steve you're a good friend infinity and beyond infinity (laughs) beyond yeah Uh, who knows how long this thing will last but it is our mission to keep this flame burning as long as possible to stir new fandom to stoke the embers in some to see it come back to life and to create a podcast space where our listeners feel at home and like they are a part of our family and circle of friends 
would you do us the honor of making sure to like, share, subscribe, and write a review for us? It really helps the algorithms put us in front of more potential listeners. Also, don't forget that we have merch. Check out the link in our podcast notes to buy all sorts of fun stuff. Show your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, your classmates how much you love the podcast. Besides, who wouldn't want a t-shirt that has Chris Fox sitting in the original captain's chair looking all debonair and important or Steve Merkin with his dog forming the eye in our logo? What can't get much cooler than that, folks. Until next time, wear that big sci-fi swag with style and live each day to the fullest, being kind and compassionate to everyone you meet in a world filled with such chaos, war, and hatred. Be a light that shines bright so others can see and follow your lead. On behalf of the entire crew of the Big Sci-Fi Podcast, I wish you peace and goodness until we meet again. (laughs) 